28-29, Message Bible, says, Are you weary? Sorry, are you tired? Are you worn out? Burnt out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me. And you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me. This me, just in case you didn't know, this me is Jesus. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. You may say, well, how can I watch how Jesus do it? Easily, read the Gospels. I said, read the Gospels. Read the life of Jesus. Watch how he operated. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, Jesus says. Verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I, I want to speak to you on the subject, the young and the restless, part four. This is a continuation of what I left off with in the first week in August. I want to speak of the young and the restless, part four. And I really want to center in on one thing, and that is I want to talk about Brian Greene's purpose for Sunday morning services. I, I want you to understand the, the goal that I have every time we come into our sanctuaries at 8.30 and 11.30 so that you will make no mistake as to why the one thing that I'm after are you with me so far? The great, the great people in the Bible were focused on the one thing. David said in Psalm 27, I believe it is, he says, one thing have I desired of the Lord. Anybody know that scripture? And what? One thing I will seek after, that I may what? Dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the what? Beauty of the Lord. The word beauty, one of the definitions of the word beauty means originality. And to inquire in his temples. The Apostle Paul has said in Philippians chapter 3, this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. And what? Reaching for those things which are ahead. Jesus said to Mary, he said, well, he said to Martha, he said, Martha, you're, you're, you're distracted with a whole lot of things, but Mary has chosen the one thing that's important. Jesus, understanding the challenges in our lives, he says, look, start worrying about what to eat. Start worrying about how you're, where you're going to live. Start worrying about how you're going to clothe yourself. He said, the unbelievers worry about that stuff. But I, this is what I want you to do in Matthew 6, verse 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else shall be added to you. I want, I want to get us focused on the one thing. 
If, you, if you're with me, say amen. amen. If you saw some of you who are new to this church, the theme for this year is the year of rest. And it's, it's not rest in the sense of taking a break or taking some sleep or taking, uh, no, being dormant. It is getting to a place where we stop working so that the Holy Spirit can go to work. I am a believer in what Zachariah said in chapter 4, verse 6. He said, it's not by might or by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. And I like what Henry Blackaby said in his book, Experience with God. We need to, instead of trying to make God work on our agenda, we need to, prayer is simply this. One of the things that prayer gets us to do, prayer helps us to find out where God is working so that we can join him. Because God is already at work. And some of you are working too hard because you're trying to make something happen that God is not involved in. But if you would pray, if I would pray and find out where God is working, his yoke will be easy and his burden will be light. So we have two scriptures that we've been dealing with. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. And Hebrews chapter 4, verses 9 to 11. I want to talk to you about Matthew chapter 11. Because when both scriptures talk about the word rest, but they're two different Greek words. And some of you who may not be familiar with this Bible, the, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. The New Testament was written in Greek and also Aramaic. Are you following me so far? And so in, 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 in these two scriptures, you have the word rest that Jesus is referring to in Matthew chapter 11, and that is the word anapausis, which means to pause in the midst of. Catapausis, which we will talk about next week for back to school, which will really bless you so that that way you won't stress out when it comes to school. It is, it is to a pause that comes down. In other words, it is a pause. Anapausis is a is a pause that I have to take. It is a pause that I go get. But catapauses is a pause that is a gift. It is a pause that is given. It's a pause that is granted. It, it, is, it is something that comes from God. James chapter 1 verse 17 says, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of God. There is a rest that comes down from God so that he basically says, you need to chill and watch me go to work. Anapausis is, which is what we're talking about here in Matthew chapter 11, that is my responsibility. Catapausis, which we'll talk about next week, that is God's responsibility. Are you with me so far? Now, I like the way Matthew Peterson, not Matthew Peterson, uh, Eugene Peterson, thank you, who translated the message Bible, he says, if we walk with Jesus, we will find or learn rhythms of grace, rhythms of grace. And all of us have our own rhythm. 
The word rhythm is the etymology of the word rhythm is flow. The word rhythm means measured movement. Are you tracking me so far? How many of you are morning people? Like mornings, your best time to get stuff. Hey, good, good. And how many of you are night? You're night hawks. Oh, hello, my goodness. Oh, so I'll see you at prayer, right? Uh, Friday night. <laughs> now, I, I say this. I, I say this to, to to get to make a point. So my wife and I, uh, uh, I was blessed to marry a woman who is in rhythm with me. We're both morning people. So our, our morning devotions, we get up at, at 3 a.m. to meet with God. Now, 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 some of you, before you get impressed, before you get impressed, see, that's our rhythm. That's our flow. It's not a big deal for us. But you know, getting up at 3 o'clock means that by time 7 p.m. comes, we're like... <laughs> I mean, the sun hasn't even, the sun is still up, and we're like, let's go to bed. <laughs> and some of you, you're like, the day's just starting. Can I get a witness out there? No, I'm not a witness. I'm just asking for you. <laughs> so my point is, is that, that, but that's your rhythm. It's easy for you to do things in the night. Just like for me, it's easy for me to do things in the morning. When I was in school, I used to wake up in the middle of the night and get my homework done because that was my rhythm. And what Jesus is saying is that he has a rhythm that he wants to give all of us. It is a rhythm of grace. And it is, listen, he said it's an unforced rhythm of grace. Now, you need to understand what grace is. Again, the word grace in the Greek, it means God's influence or God's influence on your heart and the reflection of that influence through your life. So God has the ability, let's say, let's say, mm, help Jesus. Let's say you are an impatient person. Just look straight ahead. You are an impatient person, okay? And you know how it is. Uh, you're in the checkout line. I was in a checkout line just recently, Lord have mercy, at Market Basket. Uh, nothing against Market Basket. I love Market Basket. But have you ever been in a checkout line and somebody brought more stuff than they had money for? In other words, the person, you know, they, they check out all the stuff and then when it comes time to pay, the person don't have enough money so now they have to avoid it all, but you're standing next in line. Mm -hmm. And you know what happened. You, you, you see this in my, just, just so the, I shouldn't even tell stories of myself, but my, my, my uh, body communication <laughs> when, I'm, when, when I'm like holding on for grace is my legs start shaking. Now, some of you all, you just start rocking. You know, you, 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 I know some, how many of you have a tell? You know what a tell is? It's when you're playing cards and people can tell whether you're bluffing or not. Are you following? My, my tell is my leg. I'll start, and my wife will like, you know, stop shaking your leg. And I'm like, <laughs> then the other leg goes like. <laughs> but my point is, is that God will give you a grace that will allow you to see stuff happening through you that you'll say, I know that's God. 
So there's two kinds of graces. There is successful grace, where Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, 11, he says, I am who I am by the grace of God. In other words, he's saying, all the stuff I was able to do was by the grace of God. And he said, his grace was not wasted on me. Please, folks, some of you, God has blessed with, I, I call successful grace favor. Some of you, you, you need to be careful because there is favor over your life that you're taking credit for. How many of you, you've been to certain stores, most stores now have it, that when you walk to the door, the door just opens because there's this automatic thing. You know what I'm talking about, right? Everybody, you still with me? Everybody with me? Okay, okay. You don't, you don't have to push. It just opens. And some of you, you just show up and doors open. And you got to be careful not to get caught up in yourself and think that you did it. Some of you, mm, you are just reaping the blessings of parents and grandparents and great-grandparents who prayed for you. And you're walking in the labor of their prayers. I know you look at people who have wonderful endowments so that they don't have to work, but I'm telling you that many of you have an endowment that's better than money, that has somebody been praying for you. Can I get a witness out there? Why didn't I fall? Because someone was praying for you. Why didn't I lose my salvation when I went to school? Because someone was praying for you. Why, is this, why are these doors opening up from my job? Somebody's been praying for you. How come I only make X dollars, but all this is happening? Somebody was praying for you. You have favor. Favor simply means preferential treatment. Mm. Turn to somebody and say, you have favor. It's unforced favor. And then there's, so there's successful grace, favor, and then there is sustaining grace. That is, you're able to keep fighting when others give up. Paul talks about it in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. He said, I prayed for God three times, get me out of this. And God said, no, you're going to stay in it because my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Mm. The prayer teams have been going through a book, and I would encourage you. We, we went through it during one of our consecration. It's called uh, uh, Draw the Circle, because it's, it's from his book, uh, Circle Prayers. But Draw the Circle by, Mark, by Matt, Matt Bonnerson, pa Pastor Matt Bonnerson, uh, draw the circle, the 40-day prayer challenge. And he said, I love this term, he said, too many of us are praying, get me out prayers, when we need to be praying, get me through prayers. I know you don't want to hear this, but there's some things that God is saying, it's not my will for you to get out. It's quiet, honey. We always, we, we're looking at God like he's a fire escape. And sometimes he's saying, no, I want you to go through the fire because I have people watching you to see 
if there's a difference in the way a believer goes through the fire and an unbeliever. And some of, mm, let me talk, some of us who are believers are practicing atheists. What does that mean? That means in our minds and heart we believe God, but we act like there is no God. When we hit a financial problem, instead of seeking God, we said, well, let me get another credit card. It's quiet in here. We're always looking for men or somebody to get us out. And when, when, somebody doesn't, mm, when somebody doesn't come through for us, who we thought would come through for us, we get angry at them. And God said, you need to be angry at yourself because you, you should have came to me first. Yeah. Two claps. And the Bible says, I believe in Jeremiah, it says, cursed is the man who makes flesh his trust. Seek first God. The first person you should be going to is God. Not your mama, not your best friend. And that'll let you know if you're an idol worshiper. And for some of you, <laughs> How many like hard-boiled eggs? I like hard-boiled eggs. And the thing about hard-boiled eggs, how many of you, you like hard, how many of you don't like yolky eggs? Like you don't like, okay, yeah, his yolk is not easy. I'm not, okay, I don't like it, okay, okay. And, and have you ever not boiled an egg long enough and you open it up and you're like, oh, man. See, that's what God, God has some of you in hot water and he's keeping you there. Because if he took you out when you wanted to be taken out, there'd be nothing but a mess inside of you. That's a good word right there. Now, my wife and my daughters, uh, they bought a, you know, there's a timer. They put a timer so that, you know, if you, if you bake it, sorry, if you boil the water long enough at a certain time, you're guaranteed to have a hard-boiled egg. Unfortunately, God never puts a timer on our wilderness. And so on our minds, and I know that's why some of you are, are discouraged, but I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to encourage you. I am, I am here to encourage you because some of you had a timer that says, I should have been out of this by now. No, I'm not laughing, really, I'm not laughing. Because <laughs> I know how that feels. You're like, I should have been out of this by now. Why, God, why, why have you not delivered me? And God is saying, you know, for what I'm doing, you need to be stay boiled a little bit longer. As a matter of fact, mm, some of you actually prolonged your boiling because God is like, I don't like your attitude. I'm trying to boil that attitude out of you. I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm in preaching to somebody. To, uh, maybe, maybe it's somebody who's watching online. I'm waiting to see if you really believe that in everything, give thanks. Because right now, for the last five years, I've been hearing you mumbling and complaining and he, need, he needs a rhythm of grace. Mm. And so God, 
Israel found the rhythm of grace in what they call the Sabbath. God says, six days you do your work, on the seventh day, stop working. Are you following me? Stop working. So I want, I want, let me see, hopefully this didn't shut off. But if you, if we can get this on just a little bit. And if you know this song, I want you to, I want you, because I know some of you might be upset with me already, but, but you look, everybody loves Mother Green. Mother Green, raise your hand, everybody loves Mother Green, yeah. How many love Mother Green, see? I mean, how can you not love Mother Green? Okay. And so, uh, this week, uh, Mother Green, she loves this particular song, and I said, hey, I'm gonna put it on your iPhone. Mother Green's bad, she got an iPhone. And I said, I'm gonna put it on your iPhone so that you can hear this song as much as you want to hear it, okay? So does everybody want to hear Mother Green's favorite song in this season? Yeah, see, okay, okay. When nobody likes you, throw your mother under the bus, but <laughs> okay, so, see. Anybody know the song? Do you know this song? Come on, let's sing. Can I ask you a question? I, I just, the song just ended. Is that the end of the song? No. Well, why did the song end? Because I pressed pause. There's more to this song, but I decided to press pause. There's more to the song, but I decided to press pause. I have a whole lot of work that I need to get done, but I decided on Sunday to press pause and go to church. Well, you don't understand. I have so much to do and I'm busy. No, no, no. You need to press pause to go to church. When you work your way to the point that you skip devotions and you skip church. That's an indication that you don't trust God. It is quiet in this place. When you don't tithe, 
it is an indication that you don't trust God. Because basically what God is saying, if you would pause and enter my rest, I will take care of the rest. God wants to go to work behind the scenes. You see, I saw some folks here and they were worshiping. See, I believe that while we spend time in the presence of God, he has angels doing work on our behalf. And God's, God's attitude is basically, you can either make your own way or watch me make your way. See, tithing is not about, God don't need your money. God is basically saying, I know money is important to you. So if you would give me 10%, I'll make your 90% last more than the unbelievers 100%. Turn to somebody say, he's trying to help us. <laughs> I used to think my grandmother was rich. When I found out my grandmother was only making $125 a week, I was like, where's she getting all this? And God said, that's my goodness. I come from, I, I come from a lineage of people who knew how to trust God, who, who, who didn't, who didn't, and, and, and I understand that the things come up on Sundays that you can't be at church. And it's not just about this church. It's simply about the fact that Every Sunday? And I know some of you are like, well, I work on Sundays. Okay, well, how about morning prayer? Oh, oh. <laughs> we are open. We, we have a schedule that will fit anybody's schedule. Well, I work all week. Well, we have Saturday morning prayer. Oh, yes. We're like 7-Eleven. We're always open. You need to press pause and stop what you're doing and get in the house of the Lord. And for those of you who are faithful, I'm trying to help you. For those of you who are faithful to the house of the Lord, look, for, for, uh, for some of you control freaks, I'll just look at the clock. If the dishes get left in the sink so that you can get to church on time, it'll be okay. It'll, it'll be okay. It'd be okay. The husband is sitting there saying, I'm not saying a word. I'm not saying a word. It'll be okay. You may say, Bishop, what is all this about? And this is what I want to close with. The purpose of Sunday mornings here at PT is for us to press pause in our lives so that we can make space for God even when things that we need to do aren't finished. I press pause to be with you. I press pause to make space for you. I read a, read a book, been reading a book, and if I can get some sound in this mic, um, I'm gonna ask, uh, if Ani would come, if Ani would you come? I think it's you, yeah. And I want you to, can we encourage you? Okay. And if we can give her some sound here. I've been, do you have sound on that? Hello, can you guys hear me? 
So. Oh, it is working out. Okay. So, I've been reading this book called The Radical Pursuit of Rest by John Kosler. He's a professor at Moody Bible Institute. And he says some things about our entering into God's rest that really blessed me, and I'm going to have you read it, Afadi. Good afternoon, PT. The Radical Pursuit of Rest by John Kessler. We take appropriate measures when we practice Sabbath as a discipline. Stop right there. I'm going to interrupt you a few times. We take appropriate what? Measures when we practice. 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 Nobody wants to come to church every Sunday. How many were raised in a church that it was either Sunday or no day? In other words, if you were in a church, you're not going anywhere else. How many were raised in that type of house that you don't get to play on Sundays? Okay. How many were raised in a house that there's no laundry, no washing clothes on Sunday? Oh, you all, are, you, ooh, you all are hyper, you know, hyper Pentecostals. I know what you're talking about. Praise the Lord. My mother, thank you, Jesus. She, they were liberal. They allowed, us, they allowed us to play in the driveway. Hallelujah. Uh, but, but the point is, is that it's a discipline. Going to church is a discipline. Are you hearing me? Going, there's nothing in us naturally that wants to be in church. Okay, some of us right now say, hey, no, let me go to IHOP, let me get brunch. There's nothing, it's a discipline. I work here and then sometimes I don't want to be here. <laughs> I, I, my flesh, my flesh, my flesh. Keep going, ma'am. The appropriate measures we take is that we introduce a different rhythm into our regular schedule. Ooh. So while our friends are sleeping or going to IHOP, we are take, we're creating a different rhythm. That is being in the presence of the Lord on the Lord's day. Are you following me so far? Keep going. We set aside a regular time at 8.30 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. at PT on Sunday morning to pursue rest. We clear out our schedule. We turn off our cell phones. Woo, Jesus have mercy. Some of y'all, you lost me there. Repeat that again. If we turn off our cell phones. Mm, are you under conviction too? <laughs> Go ahead. We turn off our cell phones and computers in order to silence their constant demands for our attention. Mm. Is God speaking right now? Mm, keep going. In doing so, we are trying to remove ourselves to another location called the state of rest for a brief period of time. The aim of all of this effort is to create an atmosphere that will allow space for God. Mm. That's what Sunday mornings is about. We want to create an atmosphere that allows space for God. Well, Janie did, I don't know where she is right now. She's still here, but she did a fantastic job about creating space for God so that in the midst of our worship, we all sense God was doing something. We're trying to create a space for God. If God can find congregations that will say, God, you're not on our time clock. We're creating space for you. Oh, we will see signs, wonders, healings, and miracles. Praise the name of the Lord. Peace go, man. 
Our goal is to create a climate that allows space for our own awareness of God, to encounter God. Why? Because our preoccupation with the necessities of life often distract us from our Father God. Mm. Mm. There are times when I'm here on Sunday morning and my body's here. Am I talking to something? My body's here, but my mind is like, oh, shoot, I have to do this. I got to do that. I got to do that. And God is saying, I need you. You're asking me to be present. I need you to be present also. Thank you, Jesus. That's what Sunday morning's about here. Creating space for God.